I often wait until the new year to preach a message about the new year, but being that the Bundy family will be here next week, I've chosen to do that today. And actually, Christmas Day is past, so we're looking forward to the new year. Joshua chapter 1, very familiar verses here, and we're going to read the first nine verses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the soul of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this London, as far as the great river, river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and have a good courage. For this people you should divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left. You may prosper wherever you go. <coughs> this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then I'm going to read just the latter part of verse 4 of chapter 3. That you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And there's where I take my text. We got a phone call yesterday from Susan Foster. Her mother passed away Christmas Day. And so we want to remember the family in prayer. And Leroy mentioned this morning that Darlene's mother's home from the hospital it requires someone to be with her all the time. And so we pray for the families who are walking through this as well. If you have an unspoken request, you'd like to raise your hand this morning. Yes, I see a lot of hands. Wonderful, the Lord knows everyone. You want to say something? The insulation did not be put in this week because the man who was supposed to be in charge of the crew on Tuesday, his wife passed away Monday evening. Tragedies. Not much to pray for. Well, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our kind, gracious Heavenly Father, thank you again that we can gather together in your house today. Singing these beautiful songs, Lord, our hearts just well up in praise to you. Songs that bring memories to us. Times of singing with those that are now in Lord. Lord, we just praise you for your word and for the good theology that comes through the hymns. Lord, help us together today that we could just uh, lay aside the duties of the week and we would center our minds and hearts and attention on you and your word. Thank you, Lord, that you are in the heavens, that you're 
You're directing the affairs of men on earth. You're in charge. It seems so bleak as we listen to the news. Our world is rocking and rolling with evil. But Lord, we thank you there's going to come a day that the Prince of Peace is coming back. So Lord, help us as your believers that we would indeed be salt and light to the community where we live, where we work. Lord, that we could share with others our lifestyle and by word of the goodness of God. Thank you today for your word. Pray that the Holy Spirit would bless it now to us as we share together. Be with those, Lord, today that have requested prayer, that they could sue foster the family, comfort them, and they, they mention of this other family. We don't know them, but Lord, you do. And I pray you bring comfort to them as well. And then we pray for Darlene's mother, Lord, that you be with her and the family. We all, sooner or later, come to the point that we walk with our parents in their last days. It's not an easy journey, but we're thankful you're with us, and we thank you for that. Even those that are shut-ins today that cannot be here, bless them where they are. Lord, those that are sick and afflicted, we pray for a touch upon their bodies, for strength and healing. And most of all, Lord, we pray for the lost that do not know you as their Savior. Many, many more of you. Come to Jesus. We're praying, especially over this Christmas season, Lord, that hearts and lives be open to you and to realize that, yes, Jesus, you did come as Emmanuel, being God with us, but you also came to be our Savior to provide a way of salvation for all that come to you in prayer and seeking your face. And Lord, we pray your blessing upon this congregation sure there's unspoken requests that haven't been shared. You know everyone. I pray, Lord, that you'd be working in and through us, each one, our families, that we would see God move and see answers to prayer. We love you today. We give you praise, for thou art worthy. In Jesus' precious name, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Everyone wants to be a success. No one wants to be a loser. Now, James, you see these eagles playing, and once in a while they don't win. I've seen guys, big strapping fellows, sitting on the sidelines weeping because they keep lost. Everybody wants to be a winner. The world remembers the winner, soon forgets the loser. Oh, by the way, there's an eagle game this afternoon, so everybody prayed they win, right? <laughs> I'm living with an eagle fan. That wasn't on my notes. <laughs> we all want to win. This past year, we won victories. Praise the Lord for that. Yes, there's some times that we have lost. Thank God he gives other chances, right? He's a God of the second chance. Praise his name. Webster's Dictionary says to succeed is to obtain the desired objective or end. As believers, we need to have the right objective. We want to be prosperous. We want to be successful. When our desire to succeed, though, is just for ourselves, then it's wrong. We want to succeed for God's honor and glory. And praise the Lord, he'll do that for us. 
A young man shared with his pastor one day that he had just gotten a raise and for which he was very grateful. And then he said to the pastor, now I can increase my time to the church. I don't know if that pastor said amen, but I will have. <laughs> he was putting God in the middle of his prosperity. And I believe that's what we need to do. I believe God wants us to be successful, to do great things for his honor and for his glory. Or maybe be brave jubilant Christians instead of discouraged and discontented pilgrims. Yes, God desires that we would be full of hope, peace, and power, not loaded down with cares and woes. Today we're looking soon to a brand new year. Plenty, plenty. Wow, that just sounds strange, doesn't it? Oh, taking a journey. How would it be unknown? But we can say with Joshua, yes, we've not passed this way before. But God has promised to meet our needs. If we put him first, put him number one in our lives. Like the verse there where Jesus spoke in Matthew 6, 20, or 33, talking about the material needs and uh, such as food, clothing, and things that you need. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added to you. I think that's God's formula for prosperity and happiness. He'll cause your heart to sing with joy as we did this morning. And he's the Lord of your life. I'm not talking about a Sunday go meet religion. Talking about something that's 365 days a year. Walking with the Lord daily. To have a blessed new year, there's something that we need to do. We have a part to play there. So let's consider several areas that God is certainly concerned about for you and for me. First of all, the Bible must have a very important place in your life. I like to walk into a home and see a nice Bible sitting there on a table. But unless that Bible is picked up and read, that Bible doesn't do much for you. Just except collect dust, perhaps. We cannot neglect getting into the Word in a personal way. Because if we do, our spiritual walk is going to be weakened, it's going to be hindered. We need the scriptures to face the daily, uh, I would say something else that comes to my mind, is the grind of life, because it doesn't sound really good, but a lot of times that's what it is, the daily chores and duties that need to be done. God will give us the strength to meet those things, and yes, don't make it a joyful time. Uh, especially maybe when the devil comes in with those temptations, oh, get in the word. And pray. Hello? Goodbye. <laughs> we all are going to face trials in life. That's part of life, folks. Talking to my sister just the other day, she was still very down about Ron's passing a year ago. And said, It's just so hard to accept. And I said, Sis, I understand what you're saying, but this is part of life. We've got to move on. But thank God he's there to give us the comfort and strength. I wouldn't want to face a day without him, would you? 
He's there with us. One of these days, it's going to Old religion is ready to meet the Lord. One said this, the Bible, it's, it's a safe book to live by and a sweet book to die by. We can build upon the word of God with more assurance than if you could try to build on the pillars of heaven or even foundations here in earth. Matthew 24 and 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not by no means pass away. So the only way to live a pure and strong and courageous life is when it's based on God's word. That sustained believers down through the ages, and it will keep us here today. I remember well as a little boy sitting in church, and oh, how I enjoyed testimony meetings. Something weird, doing as much anymore, but the old sister so-and-so, we got to start testifying, and she'd be so happy, the Lord happened, and she maybe jump a little bit, you know, and I thought, wow, I want what she has. <laughs> and old brother, so-and-so, we get up and say, oh, boy, this week was really rough, but God was with me, brought me through. That encouraged me as a young chap. And I'm so glad the day came I gave my heart and life to the Lord. There's a story told out of the Wild West days of two young men who were traveling. One was a believer and one wasn't. And they were out in the middle of nowhere and they saw a little cabin there in the mountain. And so they went up and knocked on the door. And there was an old rough looking man who lived there. But he welcomed them in and said he wanted them to stay for supper. And if they wanted to stay the night, he had a, a spare room. And so the men took their belongings into the bedroom. And the unsaved guy had his pistol with him. He said, I'm going to keep this hand. Because that old guy, he looks mean enough to kill for a quarter. Wrapped the bit, the old gentleman called for them to come out. And so they came out and had supper together. And then he said that, would you mind just sitting with me a while and visiting? And then before they went to bed, he got the old Bible down and read a chapter and prayed. And went into the room and one young fellow the other, he says, where's your pistol? He said, I put it away. He said, he's harmless. You know, reading the, the word brought peace into that old cabin. And didn't do the same for you. Read the word and see what it do for you. It's good to straighten us out in our thinking and putting us on the straight path. You know, when a carpenter takes a board and a level that doesn't quite match up, he doesn't throw the level away. He starts working on that board until it's okay to use. And it's the same when we're reading the Bible and we discover that, uh-oh, we don't quite come up with what this says here. We fail the Lord. We don't throw the Bible away. We go to our knees in prayer. We ask God to work on us and to cleanse us and as we confess and accept his help for change. Well, make it a practice. Make it in the Word every day. Read the Word. Allow it to change you. I remember a, a program that was on WDAC years ago where we lived up in Notre at that station. And as I recall, it was entitled Song Time. I believe the name was Dr. John McBride. And as he would close his program, do you remember what he'd say? You either grow in grace or you grow 
and discounts. I never forgot that. How true that is. We either grow in grace or we grow in disgrace. Well, moving on then, prayer should have a priority this year. You know, you can't live very long without air. You can live a while without water and food, but air you must have in your body to do. But prayer to the soul is, is like oxygen to the body. It's vital. It's, it's your life. No one ever becomes strong in Christian character until they spend time in prayer, alone with God. And you like to spend time in prayer with a friend, over coffee, whatever, but do spend time in prayer. We're weak, but he's strong in how we need him every minute of the day. Holding God's hand gives strength for the battles that we're going to face. And there's going to be battles in 2020. You can count on it. But remember, you're not going to face them alone, are you? God's going to be with you. Life isn't all downhill. There are going to be those upward hills that we need to climb. It made me think of the farm that I grew up on there in Millersburg. Our farm was sort of on a shelf affair. The fields to the west were high above where the, then the road went through about the center of the farm. There's where our buildings were. And then down and went into the meadow, there's where a stream uh, went. And it, in those days, the neighbors um, had their cows. Daddy left them uh, graze the whole meadow. And it was very nice and clean. But now for probably, oh my, I'd say 35, 40 years, that old farm house uh, fell in and they sold it. Nobody's living over there. So the whole place has grown up, and guess what? It's become a deer haven, which made my brother happy and his son and his grandsons, and they're down there shooting deer again this year. But what I wanted to say was the road would come up into the farm. There was a steep hill to so get up to where the barn was. What do you think we enjoyed in the wintertime? David knows. <laughs> We sled, got our sleds and went down that hill. I remember those times that um, young people would come over, and maybe we'd have 20, 25 there, friends and cousins and neighbors, and we had a, a good time. Made a little bonfire down along the hill where you could see in the dark. In the dark. Was it ever fun to go down that hill sled? But then, yeah, the wall, long walk. Wouldn't it be wonderful if life was all downhill? But it isn't. There are those times when we can coast and go along and enjoy that. But we have to return back up the hill. Burdens need to be faced. Temptations need to be overcome. Remember, we can't win the day without prayer. I think of Daniel in the Old Testament who prayed every day. And when the king's decree was made known, it didn't change him. He still opened his window and prayed to his God, our Lord God. He defied that decree. But as a result of his faithful praying, God would give him such strength and character that he could stand to the day came to even face the lions. I love kitty cats. And I just like to think those are just extra large kitty cats. 
I don't know if they heard it or not, but at least they didn't do any more. We still need to stand up against all the wickedness and evil thinking that is in our society today. Let them ridicule you and call you names. And know the Bible says, stand for truth. Be faithful to the values that it teaches. We live in a day when people are making lifestyle choices without praying or reading the Bible. They take social media as their Bible, go along with the trends of the day, what's popular. And let me tell you something. The Bible is very clear on the sin of homosexual and all this transgender stuff that's coming out. And abortion, just to name a few. The Bible's clear of where we should stand on that. Sin is still sin no matter what others may say. Know your Bible. Pray, and the Holy Spirit will make your way clean. Amen. Psalmist David declared in Psalm 55, verse 17, Evening and morning at noon, I will pray and cry out aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Thank God. It's his regular schedule practice. We see in the life of Jesus. He prayed regularly, sometimes all night long, out praying alone with his Father. And you know, if the divine Son of God made you pray, don't we? We have so many needs. Surely we need to pray. Having the attitude of prayer throughout the day. At any moment, you can believe the word of prayer in the morning. He hears you. I think of that short course, God Answers Prayer in the Morning. How many of that course? Let's sing it together. God answers prayer in the morning. God answers prayer at noon. God answers prayer in the evening. So keep your heart in tune. Oh, we need to be in prayer. And we can do a little better job of it. 20. Find your quiet place with the Lord. You'll be glad you did. And thirdly, be sold out to Jesus. Give him your all. Be consecrated and living 100% for him. I fear there's too many Sunday Christians and so few that are sold out believers. We can all look good on Sunday morning, but what about the rest of the week? How are we out of the job? In the store, at the gas station, driving down the road, and living with our loved ones, separate separate. Actually, I believe we need to be more of a witness outside of church than what we do inside church. Oh, it's easy to come to church and look nice and have a big smile on your face. But what about out there where the rubber meets the road? What good is there impressing other Christians? We need to be sharing and be a light to those around us. It may be the only Bible some other people will ever read. Last Sunday morning, and I don't say this as any credit to myself, but I shared with the class how the Lord prompted me in the doctor's office over a week ago. I had the surgery and I had this drain and they were take the drain out and that was no fun. But neither did I want to walk through life with a drain hanging on me. So 
They're sitting there in the doctor's office, and in comes a, a man and wife, and he's in a wheelchair. She's pushing him in. I realized quickly uh, that his one leg was missing. And uh, he went over, I think he said something as he went by us. Sort of, I read the word almost, it was a bold word. He went over and said to me, was John so and so. So he came back, I said, well, hello, John. I said, I'm John, too. He said, really? Yeah. Boy, life is rough, isn't it? Right into it, you know. He, he was saying about, I, I could survive if it wasn't for my liquor. Oh, I said, there's something better than that. He said, what is it? What he expected I would say, but I said, it's Jesus Christ. It's sort of hitting me. Oh, I said, I gave up on God long ago. I said, you did? Yes, he said, you see the sick children, the, the poor children, the starving children. What God in heaven would allow that? I said, God in heaven isn't the fault. I said, that's part of the curse of Satan in the world. I said, you can't blame that on God. Well, he said, life has been so tough. He said, I used to wheelbarrow cement. And uh, he said, I was, and you can see, still was really, felt pretty good, but he said, I work like a slave. Now he's in his old body, mine's falling apart. He took one leg and almost took the other. Now I had a surgery, and I said, yeah, I did do it. We were chatting, and I said, you know, John, I said, you need to pray and ask God to come into your life. I said, things could be so different. But that moment, I noticed his wife was sort of behind him, shaking her head and smiling. I thought, this is interesting. And so we had a chance to share together. He seemed happy to talk with us. And I'm praying for John. That I said, this Christmas season, to give us heart to the Lord. I have no idea what to do that God does. And you know, later I thought, wow, those words just flowed out of me. I didn't even think about what I was really saying. And I thought, that was so easy. Take every opportunity. You say the, worst, the first few words and God will fill your it was just really, it was fun. It was. So I pray that your brother will come to Christ. Be sold out to Jesus. May our lives show forth the love of God. And what he's done for us. And yes, when we mess up, and we will. Take your place quickly. Make things right. Live carefully before your fellow men. And it does matter where you go, where you're seen. Pray much and do only what you feel good in your conscience. You can do because there's a world watching. All oh, the watching close. Love that person that's hard to love. Could be your co-worker. Could be your next door neighbor. Family member. I hate to say this, but could be a church member. We want God's blessing on our church, and we must love and forgive as Christ and for us. Let's love one another. So, Lord, may our prayer this year be for you to make us more like you each day. For this to happen, we need to be faithful church attendants. For some, that is better than 50% of the time. Increase it. Have a hand outstretched to help those in need. Ready to help any and all that we can. Invite others to come with you to worship. Tell them that you love your church. Start giving a tithe 
to see the church move ahead, not just drop that one dollar or five. Say, Lord, how much do you want me to give? Do your best. And most of all, show kindness wherever and whoever you come in contact with. What I'm trying to say is, give God your best, not what's left over after you've done something else. In 2020, let's put Christ do the best we can for his kingdom here on earth. Charles Spurgeon once made this statement. It should be our rule never to see the face of man in the morning before seeing the face of God. So as we commune with the Lord, he, he will give you strength to face every new day. Remember, no soldier goes out to battle without having his armor on. And so pray, read your word, and you're going to get quick. I close with a story about a little girl. It was soon to be Christmas Day, and her teacher had challenged all the students that they would go home and get beautiful uh, toy or something that was theirs because they wanted to go to an orphanage where children had nothing and to share. And so this little girl came home, went up to her room, lined up all her dolls. Little girls have dolls. And here was her favorite doll. She got it, put a new dress on it, came down, brought it to dinner that evening. That night, slept with it close to her. The next morning, she came to breakfast. She had a little doll with her again, but she was crying. And her daddy said, honey, why are you crying? Well, she said, I'm having a hard time giving up my very best doll for the orphanage child. Oh, daddy said, honey, they didn't ask you to give your very best, just get a nice doll. But daddy, I can't give away a sorry doll. Was her answer. She wiped her tears, went off to school, and gave her very best doll that day in the orphanage. And how happy the little girl was when she got that doll. She had won the struggle. She had won the victory in her heart because that little other little child also could rejoice. Well, when Christmas Day came, was she ever in for a big surprise? Here was this big box, and she opened it up, and there was the most beautiful doll she had forgotten earlier in the year. They were in a store one day, and she said to her mommy, oh, I'd love to have a doll like that. Mother didn't forget. Here, she got the most beautiful gift. She was overwhelmed with joy, and then she said this, I guess when you give your very best, the best will come back to you. She learned an important lesson, hadn't she? Giving your best unto the Lord. Oh, may God do it for each one of us this new year. As we give our best, He would bring it back to us. I say, Jay's coming now to lead us in our closing song. Let's stand together. Jay wants you to stand and be